All right. Hey there, ass kickers. We are on episode 21 of the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast. (laughs) This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy. Andrea Owen. I just told my my colleague here that you're going to meet in a minute that I want to change my name to the worst podcaster. <laughs> I totally think people will listen to that. I, I just really feel do. like so like I, well, and the reason is, is because I have been interviewed a lot lately and I feel like everybody else has their shit together when it comes to their podcast, except me. So anyway, <laughs> getting back to my guest, I have a, I have such a fun guest today. So it's Kira Sabin, life coach for awesome singles, troop leader of love for starttravelinglight.com. She's a HuffPo blogger, college speaker, adventurer, story collector, and seven layers of ridiculous. She lives in Madison, Wisconsin, and she loves cheese. Cheese! (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love cheese? I was just about to say that. Who doesn't love cheese? I feel like... If, you know, a lot of people think that you can probably, that there are different topics where you could talk to anybody about. And, um, I think cheese is one of them. Cheese is one of them. Mm-hmm. I had a good friend whose husband, we were, we were sitting down to dinner together and he said, and he, he loved food. And he said that you can top anything, any food in the world with either cheese or chocolate. Ah. And so we were trying to think of things that couldn't be, t- and there was, there's not a food. <laughs> You know what? I'm actually going to take that to the step, like next level, and say that's the fondue theory. Oh yeah, right. That you can dip anything in cheese or chocolate. The fondue theory. <laughs> it might be on like Wikipedia. <laughs> and if not, I feel like we have just started something right the here. Urban Dictionary jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, podcast, like, I feel like we have just shared genius and podcast should be over right now. (laughs) There you go. See you next episode. Two minutes. (laughs) Bye. Kick ass. Okay. Well, I want to tell, I want to tell you all about my, my workout adventures. Oh. Which if you could see me right now, you would see I'm still in my workout clothes because (laughs) that's what my days look like. I didn't give myself enough time to shower after my workout. So I decided, and you know, most of my listeners know who Amy Smith is and Kara, you're a good friend of Amy and mm-hmm. she's a, she's a, she's an at home fitness fanatic. So she's got all fitness DVDs known to man. And one of them is the insanity workout. <clears throat> if you don't know what insanity is, if you have not, if you've been living in a cave and have not seen the infomercial with Sean T, it's basically the 60 day workout that is extremely hard cardio. And, you know, I don't like to do anything half-assed, so I haven't really worked out <laughs> in like five Keep months. Going. So I'm like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do insanity. So I borrowed it from her when I was out over Christmas and I started doing it last week and I've thrown up in my mouth a couple of times and <laughs> it is hard, but it's so hilarious because my kids, a few of the times when I've been doing the workout, my kids are, I, I do it in their playroom because it's this big giant loft room that has a TV and DVD right. player. So they're there on the other side of the room playing and kind of watching out of the corner of their eye. They'll come over and do some exercises and make fun of me. But my my daughter proceeds, she's four, and she tells me, she'll watch, 
you know, and then, and then I'm standing there with my hands on my knees, like with my head between my legs, like dying. And she's like, mommy, they're not stopping. <laughs> Why are you stopping? <laughs> they're still doing it. And they know who Shanti is. They're like, okay. And so, and then they have like these, you work out really hard for like two or three minutes and then you have like a 30 second rest and it's these intervals. And so every single time during the 30 second rest, Shanti's like, grab some water, grab some water, everybody. And my son, who's like, He's, he's very high functioning autistic. So, and, but he's like rigid with rules and like, he wants you to follow the direction. So, right. and sometimes I'm just so exhausted. I'm like, I cannot reach for the water. And he's like, mom, grab some water, grab some water, mom. <laughs> mom, mom. And I, it, it's more effort for me to, to tell him that I don't want the water to actually articulate <laughs> words than it is for me to just grab it and like, you know, hold the water up to him. And then he's like, and then he gives me a thumbs up for <laughs> So awesome. Let me tell you, I would, you're a better woman than I am. I would never do that and have my kids. I don't have kids. So like, I would just feel guilty the whole time as they're critiquing me. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's this is why I have cats. I didn't know you had cats. I have eight cats. Okay. I was going to say like, how many multiples is that? Yeah. His name is Leroy. Uh, he's literally the best cat known to man. And I, uh, saw the best t-shirt. I put it up on my Facebook page and it says, uh, cat hair is glitter for lonely people. <laughs> and I like to say cat hair is glitter for awesome people, but either way, it was just too funny to not share. So I love cats. <laughs> I'm a, yes. Leroy is like the most laid back. He does what he does. Cat. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he, li- he leads a very good life. Those are the best kind. Mm. <laughs> best kind. And how. <laughs> Deep thoughts. This you is have... what you're in store for, people. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're going to cover. Right. Cats. Cat issues. hair and <laughs> insanity workouts. <laughs> insanity. And fondue theory. <laughs> yes. You're welcome, mm. listeners. You are Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. No, we really do have a topic and it's a, and it's a good one. I think super good. Topic. We've been, we've been messaging each other back and forth over the last couple of days as to what we we're going to talk about. And, and we had like some really legit content, which I would love to have you back on to actually talk about that. But we, well, I shouldn't say we, I'm not going to take credit for it. Kira thought it would be great to kind of to, to, for us to chime in on theories. Like, I guess they're kind of like love theories, right? Um, I, you know, I even just feel like quotes or advice. That, you know, everybody knows. And yeah, you know. These are like things that you would see on Pinterest or Instagram and little memes, you know, like. Absolutely. And then you get all like warm and fuzzy and then you kind of feel like shit because it's not happening in your life. Right. And then you want to poke your eye out with your right. own thumb and then it's really bad. Well, and, and, you know, like, as you guys know, Kira specializes in dating. She's, she's a coach for singles and <clears throat> I'm, I'm married and have, and have had various relationships and, but still I have heard these. And I think, I think, and I, it's funny because when you sent me this one, I was like, oh my God, I've heard that so many times. And it is the, you will know it when you see it. I mean, first of all, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. By the way, so I, I, I said to Andrea, and I'm like, I want to call the show because it's my podcast. Wait, it's not, uh, you know, <laughs> 
like bullshit love advice that people buy into, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, and let me just say, like, first of all, not that I don't enjoy a good quote that makes you stop and think for a second, go, huh, that's interesting. But so many times people use these quotes as like knee jerk answers and it pisses me the F off. Am I allowed to swear on here? You are allowed to say it. Yes. (laughs) Pisses me the fuck off. I mean, when like somebody looks at you like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? You'll know it when you see it. You just know. Mm -hmm. Oh, what does that even mean? I don't know. And I, and, and I have to admit, I think I've said it because I've had people ask me, um, how do you know when, when he's the one and I'll be honest this. So I I was married before and you know, that ended kind of tragically and I dated a few guys and then I met Jason, who's my current husband and I fell in love with him. But there was a part of me that was still kind of like, I don't know. Like I, there's, cause there's no guarantees. I think because had I, I went through that divorce and I thought he was the one. So then I was kind of like, well, they're really true that there's no guarantees. So I don't know. <laughs> and, and I kind of felt like something was wrong with me cause I didn't have that feeling. Well, exactly. And you know, and the thing is, is like, I think it is, you know, fucking up love across the land, like this kind of quote and like people saying this kind of quote, because I, I mean, when I say like, what does that even mean? Does that mean you can only like be instantly attracted to somebody or otherwise you're screwed? Because mm-hmm. that's such a, I mean, we all know, and you just told your story. We all know people who are dating, having great relationships in love and married who sometimes didn't even like their spouses the first time they met them. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's just, it really dumbs down how amazing relationships are. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're just going to like instantly know. And if you don't, well, uh uh-oh, move on. I mean, like you said, it's, it's about choosing. There are Mm -hmm. no guarantees. It's about making a choice every single day. And so something like this pisses me off so much because we're, that's based on chemistry. Chemistry can grow. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe in the slow burn. I believe, you know, I believe those are what lasts are the ones that you keep coming back and going, huh, that's interesting. I want to check that out again and yeah, again exactly. and again. And then you're like, this is an amazing man or amazing woman. And I want to be with them. <clears throat> you're not going to know that in the first 15 minutes or even two dates. First couple dates. Yeah. Well, and I like that you have a name for it, the slow burn. I think you and I have had this conversation before where, for, you know, in my experience, I was, and I was a classic love addict and those people listening might not be this, but but I, I was in a relationship from the time I was a teenager and you know, teenage relationships tend to be pretty intense <laughs> and dramatic. I never yes. grew out of that. Like I got into my twenties and then into my thirties and, and just thought that relationships were supposed to be like that. Cause I had been in that same relationship for so long. So when I got out of it, that's what I wanted. And, and I met some normal guys that didn't have that intensity and I broke up with them. And then I met one guy who had that like chaotic, dramatic intensity. And I quote unquote fell in love with him quickly. And I thought he was it. But, and then when I met Jason and, and it wasn't like that. And I, and I was kind of like, huh, you know, this is actually kind of peaceful. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and the thing is that there have been people that, and I mean, this is just true of life anyway. There are people who I met them the first time, like who I was like, eh, they kind of annoy me. And then I get to know them. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like my best friend. You know what I mean? Like people have bad days. People Mm -hmm. have, you know, they say the wrong thing. They, they drink too much during a day. I mean, there's like a thousand reasons why you may not have that instant chemistry and, you know, and, and honestly, I, I kind of tend to believe that when that chemistry is so intense, that's almost a little bit more of a warning 
than, you know, than a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And thank God my therapist told me that too. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God for therapists and life coaches like you and I geniuses. Genii. Well, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, and as, as you probably know that that first few months and so it's the obsessive love phase. So whatever you're feeling there is not going to continue on forever. And that's great because I think that the next phase is where it gets good. It's just mm-hmm. that what, you know, movies concentrate on or what we all talk about Song, is that love songs are written about. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, this like end all be all, you know, you're my everything. You're the air that I breathe, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not even where the good stuff is. That's not where you thrive. That's mm-hmm. not where you feel loved and supported and heard and that you can be truly yourself because you're still like in that first three months saying like, uh, I can't burp in front of him. Right. Like, that's yeah. weird. I burped you know? on my second date with Jason. Sorry. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I did. You burped, was kind of you burped right before my podcast. <clears throat> that's right. I did. So, yes. I also drew a vagina on a napkin um, on my second date with Jason. <laughs> it was quite a second date. It was at a pizza place. <laughs> um, so first of all, I feel like a great accoutrement of uh, this podcast would be a picture of that vagina or you uh, with a drawing of, I don't even know. How do you draw a vagina on a napkin? Like, are we talking like the outer? I think I was trying to explain something. Like we were talking about like the, 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 the urinary tract, like the, the the pee hole, basically the vagina and the butthole, like there's three different holes. And I was saying that like a lot of guys think that there's only two that we pee out of our vaginas. And so, and then he was like kind of not getting it. And so I got a pen and, and I drew it on a napkin and it was just, and we were laughing and it just sort of went from there. So, so, I mean, I feel like that's proof right there, but like you can talk about anything and still like at some point think that they're amazing and move on towards a great relationship. I really like to just put it all out there and, and tell people. So, like, because you know what? I'm sure that there is somebody who would like see that on like a first or second date and be like, what? I don't but want you to know, be with that person who's freaked out by that. <laughs> uh, well, right, because, you know, with ladies like you and I, Andrea, uh, they're just going to get freaked out by something else, the third date or the fourth date, uh-huh. <laughs> the date or the sixth date. So strong men only apply, <laughs> right. right? But I, I, so just real quick, so what, the whole, like, you will know it when you see it. So what do you think would be the actual advice, like the bottom line in a nutshell, the bottom line in a nutshell is that here is what I tell my clients. I think it's like the end all be all greatest advice when you are out meeting people and dating is that at the, that you stop looking for like husbands or wives, you stop looking for even boyfriends and you just think, I think this person is interesting enough that I'd like to see them again. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, that you don't base on the chemistry, knowing that the chemistry lies to you sometimes, you know, that you don't, that you go with, I think this person's interesting enough and they haven't like, so offended my core values, you know, right. it's obviously, yeah, I mean, if you obviously right, exactly. But I mean, it, as, as long as like, you don't believe in totally different things on stuff that matters to you, everybody deserves that second or third date. And you're not going to really see who they are truly until the, you know, first couple months, really. So yeah. you just have to go in light, enjoy it, ask questions, you know, I say, collect stories. And then more importantly, just at the end go, huh, I th- I think that person's interesting enough. I'd like to do that again. That's yeah. it. Easy. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm all about easy. People make compli- or dating way too complicated. Yeah. Way too complicated. Cool. Okay. So the next one is, <clears throat> would you like to announce it? Um, 
you can. <laughs> you forget. No, it's, it's right in front of me. I just love I want conquers you to say all. It. Love conquers all. Love is all you need. All you need is love. Oh, and though I love bullshit. the Beatles, yeah. Although I love the Beatles, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Love is great, and love helps. Um, you know, and that's also like saying that. You know, I, uh, one of the theories that I have, you know, that I ask people when they start working with me is, are you looking for love or are you creating a relationship? Because if you're not doing the second thing, the love can't stay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not, if you're not going in, um, you know, open-minded and vulnerable and, you know, being willing to create the relationship pretty early up front, you know, love not only can grow, or it can't grow, but it certainly can't thrive and it can't move forward. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's what happens is people think it's love, you know, that first six months to a year or whatever. Um, and, and it never goes past that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I think I lived some of that too. And when, when I was in my previous relationship, <clears throat> I have no doubt that, that he loved me and, 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 you know, we loved each other fiercely, but there was like a really, huge lack of trust on both of our parts. So you can have all the love in the world and surely it wasn't conquering everything. Cause look at what ended up happening. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot, lot more factors than just love. Absolutely. Like love is one small part of, of a big thing called a relationship mm-hmm. and it can't be the only thing, you know, exactly. You have to have trust. You have to have appreciation. You have to have respect. You have to have communication. And you, and when you don't have those things, it doesn't matter how much love you have because right. you're going to keep hitting your head against the wall on the same problems over and over. You know, it's super unsexy to talk about in my world. But if you don't know how to solve problems together, you're fucked. Right. Well, and don't yeah. you think, you know, because you're the love expert and I'm, I'm not really. I've just had experience in it. But don't you <laughs> think that love is sort of the byproduct of all of those other things? Absolutely. Absolutely. But all we are talking about, I swear, you know, people come to me and they're like, I want love. And I'm like, really? Because I help people get relationships. So you decide which one you want and come see me. (laughs) (laughs) Hear that, people? (laughs) And, and, you know, and and the thing is, is like, I love, okay, so I think you're going to like this. I heard something, it was uh, probably six months ago or so, and I I wrote an article about it. And it was this concept that it was just one line. And it like changed the way that I like co- coach my clients. Is that like a buildup or what? And it's probably going to suck now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it was just so smart. And I really, I really coach people around this idea, which is start from the ending. Mm-hmm. So that means when you're out there dating, when you're out there, that you are starting to create relationships from the beginning. You are not playing games. You are communicating with them like you could communicate if you were in a relationship. Hmm. That you are trusting them like you would trust in a relationship. That you are, you know, believing in the possibilities like you would like two or three years down the road. Because what happens is, you know, we have these walls up. We have, you know, all these like checklists and everything else. And I, you know, I have people like call me. I had some a friend call me yesterday like, I'm playing the texting game. How long do I wait? I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I think that anybody over the age of like 25 or 30, like if you're doing that, you need to check yourself. Like, what the fuck is that starting relationship? Or I'll see people like bring their new boyfriend or girlfriend to meet their friends to like test them. Yeah, that is weird. That's very like, like John Cusack movie. <laughs> Right, right. Which I, which I, you said, did you say John or Joan? John. I like okay, Joan, John. too. No, because I love John Cusack. Yeah, but exactly. But those are 80 teen movies. So, yeah. 
you know, the thing is, it's like if you're testing them, if you're like, I mean, what the fuck? How is that creating a relationship? Mm-hmm. How are they going to like re- learn this about you or realize this and be okay with that? That's not, you know, I believe in setting people up for success right away. If you're taking them to meet your friends, you better tell them like what not to talk about. Like, what, you know, you better like fill them in on information. You want them to succeed because they are the primary person, a relationship in your life. So why wouldn't you both want to win on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very smart. That is very smart, Miss Saban. Oh my God, I should do this for a living. Wait! <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what's your favorite cheese? Uh, oh my God, oh my God, too many! <laughs> Actually, I do have a favorite cheese. Uh, you can look this up. I will leave you the link. It's called Montemore. It's from a, uh, it's from Sartori, which is a cheesemaker here in Wisconsin. It's hands down you take it places, but like everybody loves this cheese. It's like <laughs> fruity and creamy, and it's only like five bucks. Oh my gosh! Well, I guess it would it would also depend on because for me it's like well that depends. Like, am I putting it on a salad or am I putting it on tacos or my you know like oh, it would depend on the context. <laughs> this is like this the, the world my world of cheese is like just cheese, okay. like you, just maybe with a cracker. Well, that's me. I like to complicate things. All right, getting back to less. <laughs> Which, you know, there's not that much difference between love and cheese. <laughs> back to love, back to love. That just happened. Yep, that did. Okay. Just for you and your listeners. You're welcome. <clears throat> All righty. And so can I just, like, make another side comment that it is snowing like a mofo here? Like, I don't think I've seen it snow like this since I've lived here. Is it snowing where you are in Wisconsin? Or is no, it just freezing? coldish i mean here you know wait uh i think we are above um freezing right now which is exciting because we weren't about four days we are at oh it is a heat wave it is 19 degrees right now congratulations thank you (laughs) we're at we're at like negative uh sunday monday tuesday for sure where it never even got above zero oh jesus yeah it's like it's it like i don't i've never been in a whiteout but i guess we're getting like kind of pretty close because i can't see very much outside it's just snowing like crazy anyway back to the show back to the back to the worst podcaster show all right <laughs> so this is actually kind of kicking ass with this what are you talking about <laughs> i always seem to be a little bit less professional when it's my personal friends <laughs> uh that's what people like people comment please comment on this and say we love when you're less professional and awesome (laughs) okay so i know this next one is like a big non-favorite for singles i remember my friend jenny blake was blogging about how much she hates it when people would say this and it actually goes the same when people are trying to have a baby so when you're not when you when you're not looking they will show up bullshit <laughs> and see i can't really say bullshit because like i i'm still i want to get schooled on this one so go for it so i mean here's okay so here's what i dislike about this it's, it, first of all it's really uh vague so everybody's gonna look at this differently so i actually don't think this is necessarily all bullshit but it depends on your perspective where where i think it is bullshit is the fact that, you know, if you close your eyes, if you're completely, you know, ignore people around you, that all of a sudden you're going to be walking down the street, your hair in a bun, glasses on, carrying papers, bump into someone, you both pick them up, you bump heads, and you're going to fall in love. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, you know, meet cute from the 1940 movies like that, like, like that, you know, if you just like shut down your system to it, that all of a sudden life is just going to hand it to you. I mean, I think that's bullshit. Here's what I actually think that this means when you're taking care of yourself, when you're doing things that you love and are passionate about, when you're surrounding yourself with incredible people, when you're doing all the things that Andrea and I like work with our clients to do to be happy and like amazing in their lives, that's when amazing people show up in your lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no, you don't have, that. you don't have to be like, you know, I think that, that, you know, you don't have to be like going to every singles event, you know, online every night, you know, going on dates three, four times a week, whatever. That's not what this is about. For me, this is about taking care of your shit first and you'll be amazed at how many people, great people show up. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like, not only should these people work on the things that light them up, like, you know, like going back to their values and, and, and working on their own personal stuff, but also be in the process of working on their own shit. Accettering themselves, personal development style. I mean, you have now just tapped into a 16-hour conversation with Kira (laughs) about the evolved relationships that we're having now, that our expectations look completely different than our parents, than our grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure for my mom and dad, and I don't know about you, Andrea, but my mom married a nice boy from a nice family down the the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Her, like, expectations were that they would be able to, like make a living, have a house and have kids. Mm-hmm. There was not like, do you complete me? Do you fulfill me? How do we communicate? I mean, what do your none values of those- look like? <laughs> right, exactly. Like that didn't exist. I'm not saying that's better or worse, but I'm saying that what we are looking for now is completely different and it's a lot more and you better have your own shit in check if you're expecting that from somebody else. Mm-hmm. You better know what you not want but need. You better know how you thrive in a relationship and you better sure as fuck know how to communicate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell people. Cause I talk to people about man- manifesting friendships and creating their tribe of, of people that lift them up and their, 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 you know, their badass tribe. And that's, that's the advice that I give too, is, is not only think about what you want in your friends, but who are, how are you going to show up? What do you need to own? Like, look at your past friendships. Have you been dumped as a friend? And if so, for what reason? I know that's what I've had to do. Like I've had friends stop being friends with me, like one in particular. And so, you know, I really had to, to look and see, you know, I'm 38 years old and I'm, I'm still learning what it looks like to be a really good friend. And I think it's the exact same way with intimate relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I say, would you date you? Mm -hmm. You know, people are so, you know, scared and there's so much fear based bullshit and they're just, you know, out there trying to date and date and date and like somebody's going to come in and just make it all better. And I'm like, would you date you? Like, what are you giving? What are you offering? Mm -hmm. And you better be also able to also know how to receive. That's the big thing is that so many women come to me and they're like, I am ready to give love. And I'm like, yes. Can you receive love? Uh Oh, yeah. I know I would not have dated my former self because I was a hot mess. <laughs> right. But you know what? I bet you didn't think it. You're just like, what's wrong with all these guys? Sense. Why do I keep getting into these situations? I thought, blah, 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 totally blah. His, I thought it was all his doing. I mean, I thought maybe I, there was a little bit of room for improvement from me, but, but so long as he did his part, like I wasn't interested in just like go venturing out on my own and, and trying to better myself because I kind of knew that he wouldn't come with me. So I was like, kind of like a kid with like their arms crossed over their chest. Like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to, if you're not going to play, I'm not going to play. <laughs> so, but like the old, my old way of, of doing things in relationships was, <clears throat> 
was, you know, in a, in a heated disagreement, it was yelling, it was hanging up on each other, it was slamming doors, it, there was some name calling, just pointing fingers, um, you know, and just and desperation too. Like if I did something to upset him, it was like that desperation of apologizing and and instead of like it, it just was, it was just not good. And um, but now it's completely, it's completely different. I'm not perfect by any means, but the way that I handle things is is a lot different than it used to be. Well, and more importantly, Andrea, when you take care of your shit as you did, you know, because I know you pretty well and I've read your amazing book as everybody here should if you haven't. <laughs> and sign up for her free four chapters on her on her site. Uh, you know, if you read that and you realize that once you take care of your stuff, it all gets so much easier because you're not getting, you know, I, I mean, I'm a, a huge believer in like that, you know, that real love that that the, the true love that grows when you actually aren't offended by everything the people say <laughs> because you like yourself well enough that you don't need to be. Yeah. You know, you, when, when you like love yourself, you can be, you know, somebody can show up and just be great for you. They don't need to complete you and they don't need to fix you and they don't need to like compliment you every day because you like yourself enough that you don't need that. Yeah. You know, I take a lot away from the, from 12 step programs and, and one of, they have like a lot of funny little sayings and one of them is keep your side of the street clean. And I love Absolutely. that because, because not only does it, does it entail not going over to somebody else's business or somebody else's side of the street and trying to clean up their side, but keeping your side clean. So what do you need to fix in from yourself? What do you need to, to own up to? What do you need to clean up basically? And I love that. I, I use it a lot. Like when I'm obsessing about somebody else and, or, you know, my, my spouse or anything, it's like, okay, just keep my side of the street clean. Cause that's really all you can be responsible for. Uh, you know, absolutely. And I, I wrote an article this week actually called, you know, why you are not dating great guys. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what I see showing up a lot um, on many levels. And, you know, I'm kind of talking right now about meeting people and dating. But the thing is, is that, you know, I do talk to people in relationships. And I also talk to a lot of people who are recently divorced. Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that they're not making the same mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, and this article was about the fact that when you don't like yourself enough, and it's my own personal story, but when you don't like yourself enough, when great guys do show up, you don't even appreciate them because you're so busy fixing, you know, the guy who's only half-ass liking you and not paying attention to you, <laughs> you know, and that's not in your ass. That's not in anybody else. You know, these great guys, you know, people are like, where's my Noah? Where's my great guy? They're all gay. They're all married. No, they're not. There are tons of great guys out there. I coach guys. I know they're great. You should hear the stories. I cry. From the stories that my guy, my guy clients tell me, there are tons of great guys out there and you are like friend zoning them. You are telling, you know, you're not attracted because when they like you, it feels uncomfortable because you don't like you. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing for people to admit. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people are like high five on this article and then I can like see like some people like, I hate you. This isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah. make my ass twitch. I do that to a lot of people too. <laughs> You make my ass. <laughs> Who are you, love coach? I mean, you know, shit like that. Um, yeah, because it's you know what, it's hard to hear. And the funny thing is, is that why I wrote about it is not only because of my personal experience, but I actually have friends who, and I'm 40 years old, so I'm not, you know, 23, uh, going through this exact same thing. Like I have, uh, you know, I have friends who have called me up in the last week who are like, "This person likes me, and it's uncomfortable." 
Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like getting so scared about how, about how much they like me that I want to bolt. And I don't want to because I know this is actually a good thing. But because I've never had it before, I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I heard that. Heard that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so when you're not looking, they will show up. Um, the best thing, the number one thing I tell people they can do is just start working on you, doing things you love, doing things that make you happy, you're passionate about, because people want to be around happy people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. That is the bottom line. It's so true. It's so true. People like being around happy people. Like nobody wants to be around Debbie Downers, wet blankets, assholes. People who bitch about their, you know, 17 bad decisions that they've made in relationships. Nobody, I mean, you know, and it's funny. I'm sorry. I said, save that for your therapist. Exactly. Exactly. Or your sponsor. Yeah. You know, so because everybody wants to be like, what place do I need to go to? How do I have a better profile? How do I, you know, and I'm like, no, fucking take care of you. Start doing stuff that you love to do. Remember what you are about. And like naturally stuff gets better. Well, and what a perfect opportunity too. like, especially if you're just out of a relationship or even if you're not, but to, to look at, cause I know for me, like I, once I finally took responsibility for my life, when I had two back to back, really bad relationships. And, you know, I say this all the time, but the common denominator in those was me. And, and a lot of the same things were showing up in both relationships. It was like same shit, different guy. So mm-hmm. instead of saying like, okay, why, where are all the nice guys? Why can't I find a nice guy? I really had to, you guys, it was the best thing I ever did was finally take responsibility and not that they, they don't share some of the blame for the crappy things that they did, but, but what was I doing? And, and, and really the, the, in a nutshell, it was, I was, I was bringing in, I was attracting exactly what I was feeling on the inside, on the outside. Right. I really had everything together. I really did. And, but inside I just, I was tragic and I didn't even know where to start. So I started with therapy. I started with personal development, like podcasts like these and just, and just really starting to, to talk about shit that mattered and my whole life changed. It really is. I know that kind of sounds like a Cinderella story, but it really is what happened. And it's not a Cinderella story because ultimately I'm sure that time, you know, you know, just as my time through therapy, it was fucking hard. It was hard. I was mad at my therapist. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, you know, I remember I had, and it's about finding the right person. I think that's part of, you know, you're, you're finding a, a therapist or a life coach. And my person was, was a you, was a me, it was an ass kicker. And I would start to feel sorry for myself. And she's like, uh-uh, stop that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, and, and, and it really forced me to take a look at me because, you know, sometimes people show up and, and say, I want coaching. And that, you know, first session, they're like, well, why did he do this? And why did he do that? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I wasn't, I wasn't wasn't in your relationship. What are you going to do about it? That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, like how the hell would I know? I don't live inside his brain. You know, but what are you going to do about it? Are you okay with it? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, what, how are you going to change it? What are you going to do to change it? That's, that's the really hard part. Cause you can see things happening and you know that you're not okay with it. And that's what I lived for so many years. Like I was not okay with it. I have journal entries where I was like writing in all caps with like exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Like I actually, I usually keep all journal entries, but they were so painful to read. I threw them away where I just, I was writing things like, I just want to have respect. And I feel like he just, he walks all over me and this is totally unacceptable. Like I wrote things over and over and over and I did nothing about it. I didn't do jack shit. I was too scared. 
because I, I was I was so I was so scared. So I think that that's <clears throat> yeah. We kind of got off topic a little bit, or completely on topic because it's all very smart. And <laughs> um, no, I, I mean that's that's and you know what you know you were upset if you wrote in all caps first of all. I was like running out of room on the page in my journal, right? <laughs> I had to write a letter to somebody, like a handwritten letter, and my hands start cramping up. Like, it's, it's, I'm concerned about myself. Like, I don't write anymore. I only type. It's very worrisome. Deep thoughts by Kira. Uh, All right. We have, we have time for one more. Yeah. One more. One more. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, um, I totally forget. Was it, what movie was this from? Is Love Never, Never Means Having to Say You're Sorry. Love Story. Oh, It's a. 1973 with Ali McGraw and Ryan O'Neill. And uh, I mean, he, yeah, I, I mean, that is like, I think that fucked up people for a good 10, 15 years. Did they right there. really like, was that, cause I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that quote from the movie, but did they mean that like, like completely literally, or was that supposed to be like an overly romantic sort of, sort of like cute anecdote? No, I mean like, you know, like, I think he shows up and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like crying. And she's like, love means never having to say you're sorry, which I think we all know is the ultimate bullshit whatsoever. Totally. Because I mean, you know, because let me tell you about the gift, Andrea, that you give your husband every day. And that is choosing to be there. Mm-hmm. And that means having good days and bad days and roller coasters and ups and downs and everything. And you're going to have days where you're an asshole. I have mm-hmm. days where I'm an asshole. I mean, we, and, and if we don't know how to apologize for that, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge lesson for me in, um, in, in a new relationship. And it's just really just learning to say you're sorry. Like there's, there's, um, I think I saw it on Pinterest or something that said it was like these top, like awkward moments. And one of them was, that moment in an argument where you realize that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the old no. me would have kept arguing and just felt like really stupid inside. But I'm like, just out of, just out of pride. But the new me, like, I'm just like, Oh no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a total jerk, but yeah, it's, and, you know- it's tough. And, and, and who cares who's wrong or right at the end of the day, you have to be able to fix that or you're mm-hmm. not moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's sometimes you're not even saying you're sorry for them, but you're saying it for yourself just to say, I care about this relationship enough that I want to make sure, you know, that I want to take care of it and I want to take care of you and I want you to take care of me that we've created an us that's more important than me being right right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting too is like <clears throat> along the lines of, of apologizing and, you know, I, I apologize to my kids sometimes too. And I, and I think that, and this just kind of goes just down to the language of apologizing, but have you noticed that I, I don't know if it's just our culture or what, but a response from someone apologizing tends to be, that's okay. And I don't like that. So when I apologize <laughs> I to someone, like, like it's, it's not okay. Like that's why I'm apologizing. And so my son, I had apologized to my son about something I think I'd yelled at him or something and I told him I was sorry and and he was like that's okay and I said you don't have to say that's okay unless it really is okay like if it, like if you didn't care and I said you can also say thank you if someone says they're sorry so just a little side note a little cheese for thought there no <laughs> thank you for saying cheese uh 
No, I think that's so. I mean, first of all, bravo to you for apologizing to your kids so that they can like role model and learn that behavior. Mm-hmm. First of all, mm-hmm. and you know, and 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 absolutely because I, I just think that um, you know sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes we're complete jerks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes we just have to like say we're sorry. And they can just, you know, take that in and that's enough. Yeah. Like they don't have to like get us off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> we got, you know, we need to be able to do that ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I never really kind of grasped like if that from that, that quote from that movie, I'm like, is that for real? Because <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't know. I think my listeners are smart enough to know that like, that's really not good advice. <laughs> I mean, I I would like to think so, but I think that there, you know, is this weird thing that goes on with people. And this is not just singles. This is relationships, too, where, like, if you really get me, you can read my mind or you know what's wrong or you, you know, or I don't have to apologize. And because we're just, you know, and that's bullshit. We have to take care of each other Mm -hmm. every fucking day. This is, you know, one of the things that I wrote an article about recently is the fact that you know, this isn't a hundred years ago, especially as women, like we don't have to be in a relationship anymore. We can get a job. We can get our own apartment. We can even adopt babies by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be in a relationship. It is a choice. And like, we have to keep on choosing every single day. And that means, you know, taking care of it because if you don't like, that's why, you know, infidelity is, is, is more than 50% marriages at this point. Mm -hmm. Because people aren't taking care of each other's needs. I agree. They aren't. They aren't. Mm-hmm. They aren't asking, you know, they aren't asking, you know, how are you admitting it? Or what are your dreams? Or are we still going in the same same direction? We're not having the conversations. There's no guarantees anymore. There's no promises. There's no, like, if we do this, it's all going to be great for life. You have to show up every day. You have to, like, do the work, you know, and uh, and it's worth it. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's probably, you know, and you're going to learn a shit ton about yourself. And you're going to become a better person when you do it right. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> I think that's been the basic theme of this entire podcast is, and I, and I know that, that, that my listeners, that that's, that, you know, wherever you are in your journey, whether, um, you know, you're fully on the self-help wagon or if you are, are just starting out and just kind of, you know, dipping your toe in the water. And that's what both of us highly encourage you to do is, is find other podcasts that resonate with you find books, you know, find a great therapist and, and start working on your stuff because that will, it, it, it doesn't just help you. It helps everyone else. Like, trust me, the ripple effect is going to be profound. Absolutely. I have, you know, I have a little thing like when you, you show up on my site and you go to the new page, there's like, I believe in love. And there's like this little, you know, um, like mission statement from me saying, this is why I do this every day. Because you know what? Andrew will say having your own business is not fucking easy. I'm doing this for a bigger reason. And it's because I believe that like when somebody is taking care of their shit and finds a great relationship, that literally changes the world around them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because because you're a better like sister. You're a better friend. You're a better daughter. You're a better coworker because you are taking care of yourself you are thriving in life. And that means that you can give back to others in a really wonderful way instead of this people-pleasing, like, fear-based way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not that you have to 
to, to turn around and, and teach everyone and be a guru and start a blog or, or the worst podcast ever like mine, but you can, just, <laughs> but you can just leave. This might be the best podcast ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? But you can just be a great human being by example. I mean, I, I know that like some of the, the, even like the elementary school teachers that I've had, like these really strong females that I've had in my life, they were not perfect people, but they were just, they were leading by example. And I know that they were working on themselves and, and we're, and we're humble human beings. So that's, that's, I think that that's the main message that, that we want to leave people with. And that my favorite cheese on a salad is Gorgonzola. <laughs> uh, mm, I love Gorgonzola. <laughs> with blue cheese dressing. <laughs> oh my, double up! I know, right? <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. It's like a belt and suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Kara, tell everyone where they can find you. And if you have anything super exciting going on, um, please let us know. Excellent. You can find me at starttravelinglight.com. You know, I have my own podcast, too. It's called Seven Minutes in Heaven, like the makeout game from middle school. And (laughs) I call it. It's a hilarious podcast. It's way better than mine. (laughs) Not true, but it's only seven minutes long. So it's like self-help for the ADHD. I kind of give it to you, give it to you straight and quick. And uh, it's great. You know, you can download it on iTunes right next to Andrea's wonderful podcast. (laughs) The best podcast in the world. And then I actually, uh, coming up on January 20th, have a really great three-week, basically do-it-on-your-own-terms, dating, awesomer, crash, crash course. Best name. And that's just, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and it's just really like a kind of like starting and re- like at reset of the way you're looking at relationships, the way that you're dating, um, is it working for you? And just like, you know, how to not, you know, like how to not freak the fuck out before and after dates, like how to communicate what you need from the beginning, you know, how to know when to move on and move forward, um, or to stay and just really, uh, kind of, like I said, like sometimes what we've learned is some of this shit or bullshit that we've just talked about. And it's just resetting your perspective, on how to do this from a place of love instead of fear. Mm-hmm. How coachy did that shit sound? Right <laughs> it did. I loved it though. Love <laughs> out of fear. So yeah, that's what I got coming on uh, or coming up it, uh, starting January 20th. Awesome. So and if you forgot my- all of those links or if you're listening to this in your car or while you're on a walk, just go to yourkickasslife.com slash 21. The numbers two, one. All the links will be there um, to Alcura stuff and, and um, the show notes and all that good stuff. So with that, I bid you farewell and stay tuned for next episode of the worst podcast in the world. Actually, no, it's the Orchid Guest <laughs> Life podcast with Andrea Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.